2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 NFL Divisional Round. Best bets, the gold, the silver, the bronze, coming off a very good week. For the crew on this show, I want to remind everyone to smash the like button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, sub to the Mayo Media newsletter, it's completely free if you're watching this on the TVs, then go to substack.com and just search Mayo Media, you can get it up there, a bunch of both golf and football information, betting trends, all completely free, you can do with the information, whatever that you like, you can find the cheat sheet for this up on DKNation.com. And I want to tell you about RunTheSims.com, a site built on 10,000 simulations. No one's giving you picks on RunTheSims.com. It's a customizable tool that you can use for daily fantasy, for player props. You can search the advanced stats and look at EPA per play. I something I know that Rob really enjoys. That's actually free up on RunTheSims.com. As long as you just kind of log in, you're good to go. But... From now through the Super Bowl, there is a discount price on $69 for the rest of the football season. But if you use code Mayo, you get 50% off. So it's thirty four fifty. And if you're playing any sort of volume in Daily Fantasy or in the props market, highly recommend RunTheSims.com. Go check it out right now. Let's bring in the crew. Rob Pizzola and Cam Stewart. Uh, you guys did not have quite the week like I had where I swept the board and went 3-0. But Cam, you came this close. Arizona let you down.
3: Yeah, it's actually was hard to watch Kyler Murray play football. And, you know, I don't want to sound drastic, but I I'd look into baseball, the way things are going. <laughs> you're drafted in baseball. No, but honestly, like if you can't figure the panic in the game from a quarterback, and I know you're still a young guy, it was insane. I haven't seen that stuff in a long time. Like just instead of taking the safety, just tossing the ball up in the air for a touchdown. Listen, Cliff Kingsbury's game plan was horrible. He got out coached. I see the guy sitting there. They're down. They're trying to run a trick play. I got an idea, Cliff. How about you get a first down? Then we'll start running trick plays that actually might work. Back and forth, forward passes. Horrible game by Arizona. You know, that was just pathetic. But anyway, Pat, who cares? Winning winning week and the gold? the, The gold just keeps on shining, buddy. So let's just keep on winning. But yeah, Arizona was a bad pick. It was actually funny. Don't you guys ever... Like you, we make these picks and then on the weekend I change my picks a lot. I do that stuff with Pat with camera two drew when I do my picks. I film. we film on Tuesday. I can get a different opinion of a game from a Tuesday to, to a Saturday. Right. So yep. anyway, I started to feel the Rams might uh, be the answer there, but uh, I was already on the cheap, cheap, cheap,
4: cheap, cheap loser birds. Well, uh, with that game specifically, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, Pat. I, I mean, if we look at this weekend as oh, I'm not a trends guy, I never have been a trends guy in, in sports but there's something about quarterbacks making their first career playoff starts where historically speaking, if you just faded every single quarterback in this spot, you would be like, you basically you'd be printing money. And you look at this past week, we had the same situation with Jalen hurts who looked terrible. We had the same situation with Mac Jones. They got blown out. Derek Carr and Joe Burrow were both making their first start, but they played one another. I mean, neither of them really lit it on fire either. They They were were better than the other guys. They were better than the other guys. They were fine, but uh, you know, I even think back to quarterbacks like Tom Brady when they were making their first start, uh, Tuck Rule game. The next game, he he gets pulled for Drew Bledsoe. I mean, the, these young yep. quarterbacks and these guys who are inexperienced, uh, especially when they're going out on the road, it's just for some reason or another, they're not able to overcome it. And this is de- dating back like 30 years now where this has always been a struggle, even for Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So when we do this show next year, it's something that I'm going to remind myself of. I try to every season. And for some reason this year, it just... I looked at the numbers. I'm like, ah, it's kind of already factored in. And and uh, in, the re- in reality, I think <laughs> Murray especially was just like completely out to lunch on that Monday nighter.
2: I saw you tweet out before the first game kicked off last weekend because you were on the Raiders. Um, and in between you betting on the Raiders and the game actually happening, you found out who the officiating crew was. Would you have made that bet still had you have known?
4: I would have. Um, so... Y- <laughs> I, li- I like to look at the officiating crews every week just so I know what I'm getting myself into. got a problem with Volger? I do have a problem with Volger. <laughs> Volger's crew really bothers me. Uh, obviously had <laughs> <They're> uh, <brutal. laughs> an impact on the game. Now, I will say, like in fairness, that was going to be a touchdown no matter hmm. what. It's just as a better... You, you're frustrated when you're watching that because there's clearly a rule that stipulates that it it shouldn't have been a touchdown. So would it have been fair to Cincinnati? No, probably not. But like rules are rules. I'm very big proponent of that. I don't know how that wasn't called as a touchdown. I was actually looking at the ref crews for this week. It's a pretty like drastic contrast. You have uh, a couple guys who are pretty big penalty callers this week and a couple guys who just let the play go. So we're going to see, I think an interesting divergence, but we have Cleet Blakeman doing Cincy, Tennessee, Ron Torbert doing San Fran, Green Bay. Uh, Sean Hockley, who loves to make the game about him doing the Rams. Just
3: just like his old man, Ed. Why don't you flex for me, Sean? (laughs) Honest to God. If I had one wish in a genie bottle, I might say the Hockleys. I don't want any of your kinship, your family, your lineage. Any anybody who's a hockley cannot officiate anymore. You can't do NCAA games, football. Rob, these guys are everywhere. I bet on college basketball, hey, the hockleys. What a, what? Yeah, you're right. Look, wear those tight shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tactical, tactical. You can't talk. These guys are unbelievable. You're so right. Like, hey, referee. Nobody cares about you anyway. Just let the game flow.
4: Jerk. Yeah. Oculi's crew is, is, calls a lot. But this week in specific, Pat is different because you get like an interspersing of officiating crews. Last week was like, okay, your regular season officiating crew, you're, you're officiating this game. So Boger had all the same guys. Now this week, you start to get a few other good, like secondary referees that are put onto the crew. So it's, it's a little bit different when you're looking at the referee numbers for this week.
2: Is the Cincinnati Tennessee game featuring a refing crew that throws a lot or very few penalties?
4: Uh Cincy, Tennessee is Cleet Blakeman. He is the sixth most penalties in the league. Feel like that's typically. good
2: good for the Bengals because that that's part of their game plan. Like, like it's a part of the Raiders' game plan.
4: <laughs> now I, I can break it down by like the big ones are obviously defensive pass interference, offensive holding. Those are the ones I typically tend to look into because a lot of the other stuff is random. Even like roughing the passer, there's not a, a large distribution amongst all the refs. Like, you know, there's not enough roughing the passer penalties. If to, there's a ref in that meaningful. game
3: with Brady Pozzola, we're screwed. You could tell you so, you put a little finger on uh, on TB12, and that's a pass. Like, no offense, the Eagles were lousy, but a lot of those calls already buried them in the game early. It was just yeah. like it's like these are big calls, guys. Like, come on.
4: The Hockey League crew is doing uh, Rams-Bucks, but Sean Hockey actually is one of the officials who calls the least roughing the passer penalties in the league. Okay, okay. Now, it, again, like I said, it's a very small sample because you barely get any of these calls over the course of a, a season. Like Each team gets like four or five of them. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I do like to look at that stuff, Pat. I mean, I've, it has a very marginal impact on the game, but at least you can blame someone else other than yourself when you lose a bet. <laughs>
2: That's always nice. That, that's really what we're going for here. We, we want to bask in the glow and the glory of the winners. And if it doesn't go our way, we want to make sure it's not our fault that it didn't go our way. It's someone else's fault. If you lose a bet, that's always how it works.
4: Exactly. You cliff, it's Cliff King, Kingsbury's fault that Cam didn't cash Arizona. If he comes out with a better game plan, wow. then... Here's if- a thing, Pizzola.
3: Yeah. You're down. You're
4: you're you're getting murdered, and the guy's staring
3: at a sheet the way I'm staring at a buffet. Like, you know what I mean? Ooh, look, look at those succulent cuts at the at the carving station. I, I'm like, dude, you need to talk. And another thing is say me, you and you and Pat are on a team, okay? And we're getting murdered early. I used to play hockey. You big your guys up. You don't stand at the end of the bench and sulk and where we go. Come on, man. Let's like the, the way the Cardinals folded in that game, that's what bothered me. It's almost like, oh, well, you know. We're going to lose anyway. It was just a very defeatist attitude from the start. It was hard to watch, actually.
4: I don't was, know. That's, that's what I saw. I was doing a Twitter space while the game was going on, which was a brutal game, but I just kept pulling up the live odds. I'm like, okay, do I want to bet the Cardinals 10 and a half? Nah, yeah, I'm well, going to wait no. a little bit. Okay, I'm going to 14 and a half. Uh, and I, I almost convinced myself at one point to bet 23 and a half. And I'm like, you know what? This <laughs> team is, is lifeless right now. I just can't actually do it. And uh, yeah, that... But, but we've seen it. I, I mean, I, I still think Kyler Murray is a very good quarterback. I'd be happy to have him as, as a quarterback on my team any day of the week. But you go back historically, like all these guys, Breeze, Peyton Manning, they all have rough first starts. I don't know what it is, whether it's the pre- – it, it can't just be pressure because they've played like pressure-filled games at the college level, a lot of these guys, national championship games. I don't I don't actually know what it is, but we're getting to a very large sample now where these guys in their first game – especially if it's on the road wait you know first career road playoff game those numbers are horrible joe burrow faces that situation this week i mean big game joe burrow by the way every big game this guy's ever played he's won but that's another situation to keep an eye out for this week well i
2: do before we jump into this i I wanted to run something by you rob and it is from the spread pick show from earlier this week did you see i I think someone tweeted it at you the teaser the played this week
4: I saw the teaser. I saw a lot from the Spread Picks show this week because I saw that teaser, which really rattled me because <laughs> I think there was like three of the five legs were totals, which uh, and then I saw the the bit on uh, the healthier uh, him, the, the use of healthier, which really seemed to set you off, Pat, when he said that uh, he's been eating healthier. Yeah,
2: it, it, I just don't like the verbiage that comes along with it, that you're eating like a disaster, but you know, it could be worse. So I'm eating healthier. Like I just, I, I don't like how, just say I'm eating not as bad because then at least you're still acknowledging that you're eating very poorly.
4: I think the, the use of the word healthier, like, I think it's misused by people. I think you have to actually be like, you can't say I'm going, you know, I've cut down my burger intake from 18 burgers a week to 15. I'm eating a lot healthier now that doesn't work. Like it's, <laughs> there's nothing healthy but i but i am eating healthier when you used to be a person that used to crush everything and last
3: night i'm eating asparagus and my piss smells like uh, freaking you know a nuclear power plant yeah that's called eating healthier i'm not eating any burgers when you're going from like eating burgers and chicken wings and pizzas and and then we go in and now all of a sudden i'm eating like salmon and vegetables that's called eating healthier.
4: Agree. Exactly. Agree. Exactly. We would agree with you there. You are now, you've taken what was a bad eating habits, you've turned them to positive. And it's actually healthy. You yeah. can use the word healthier. Yeah. But when I can you still go, from... go to McDonald's once in a while, though. Sure. Like, you know,
3: instead of plowing every day, right? Listen, yeah, exactly.
2: everyone should enjoy yeah. themselves, but it's not like, Thank hey, I, I'm not, I, listen, I go to McDonald's every day. I order supersized fries. Now I just order medium fries every single time. I'm eating healthier. It doesn't apply. You're not eating healthier.
4: Yeah, no, I agree. You're right. I stand with you, Pat. I was very triggered by that. But but listen, to to Cuss's defense, a lot of people would use that verbiage. Like that's just something people say. I'm eating healthier. They're still eating like shit, but you're eating healthier. I mean, that doesn't apply in my opinion. So uh, I think that word is misused. I did like that bit though. It was, it was really good, and you were really fired up, Pat. I, I we never really see you fired up on this show um because you know it's, it's more jovial i, yeah, I guess but yeah, but yeah, but yeah when you when you disagree with cust whew, the anger really comes out you remind me of morentsi a little bit at at moments there
2: well well it, it goes from there are certain people that i can do it with and cust is my best friend so i can yell at him as much as i want he doesn't take it personally i would feel bad if i started yelling at people that i knew or not that i knew that couldn't take it or i just don't know if they could take it or not i don't like to just huh. get randomly mad at people you know what i mean
3: yeah, well, listen to what happened on our show, Pat. I'm sitting there going, yeah, I used to go to Leaf games uh, with, with my father. Marenzi goes, that's why you're an alcoholic. And I just <laughs> sat there and I go, you know what? I laughed my ass off. I was playing, it was a great line. Like, the timing was good. I'm like, wow, this guy just called me an alcoholic on the air, and I kind of enjoyed it. It was a good joke at the time. It had great comedic timing. You know what it is with people? I think sometimes we take ourselves too seriously. Like, And that's the difference between girl, girls and guys. A lot of the time, girls like, They they don't bust each other's chops like that. It's like, and when a guy fights, you know, you call him up and say, listen, I was out of line that day, except for my friends. who still don't talk to each other when they got a night. I went out with Garner and Maranci to that, uh, awards show these guys had a fifth fight in my room because one of them wanted the bed and they haven't talked to each other in five years that's different but most guys can literally you know work it out right Pazola. if you have an issue say hey man I'm out of line that's cool but uh, yeah you gotta laugh at yourself
4: the world's hard enough as it is well me and you Cam have known each other for for over a decade now and and we we bust each other's chops but we kind of know what the limits are and when someone crosses the limit you cross that line you know you've crossed it you just like take a step we're back dark. and you, you dial it yeah. back a bit and it, it happens. I mean, that's a reality. You, you take so many jabs, but yeah, I mean, me and Cam have been doing that to each other for, for a decade now. And uh, it, it takes a certain type of personality to be able to tolerate that. But um, I mean, it's all in good fun, right? At the yeah. end of the day, we're just trying to have some fun. Yes. Well, the, the, those types of personalities, I think
2: gravitate towards each other. Cause you know, we, we've lost some friends over the year cause we just busted the chops a bit too hard. Couldn't
3: take it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> it happened yeah, yeah.
2: They, they didn't want to be sitting around and the entire like four hours of watching a football game is just people needling each other the entire yeah, time yeah. there's some people that just don't like that and some other people yeah, are just they, they thrive
3: <laughs> off of it <laughs> well, they have i found some new friends that if they knew they were going into that situation
4: you probably don't hang out then right anyway yeah. you pick we, your own battles i don't mind getting needled i just my my pet peeve or what i absolutely hate is when somebody's needling me when I'm losing money. That's when I really want to put someone through a wall. Like you know, you're watching the first quarter of a football game and they're like, Oh, you bet on this team? Like, way to go, Pizzola. Oh, oh yeah. Another yeah, like, exactly okay, another classic. How did you bet on them?
3: Oh, okay, all star. Like you, yeah. are you living on a golf course? What? So we're never gonna lose a bet. Oh, okay. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I love those guys. How did you bet on that team? Like, I took the Orlando Magic one night. People, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, bad teams cover sometimes, you moron. It doesn't
4: happen all the time, but yeah, exactly. You get it. After the fact, guys, right? Oh, you should have own that this guy was going to throw <laughs> for five touchdowns how did you not see that coming well where's your bet buddy did you bet yeah. on the other that side i love my friends second. who don't bet on anything either they're just coming in here oh like you're the you're doing this for a living and you bet on this team that's losing by 30 points it's like yeah i mean they, they lose by one point or they could lose by a hundred doesn't make a difference i mean it's all about the long run for me but that's that's what absolutely drives me crazy i'll needle anybody anytime but when they're losing money on bets mouth shut i don't say a word
2: it's almost as bad as the victory lap people before anything has actually cashed. It just, if you've actually bet before, you know how that turns out.
4: You never, you never take the victory lap till the final whistle. That is my biggest pet peeve. And it just tells
3: you, you haven't bet enough. Oh yeah. Where? Like, you know how many times I've had a horse? I had a horse, Pat. He was winning by like 20 lengths at Woodbine. The horse bucked, the jockey did a somersault over the rail. Like these things happen, man. Like you can never cheer it till it comes in. I've been there too many times. Nothing's a lock.
4: It's, it's I like to do the I like to do the opposite though, Pat. I like to do the thing where I'm i have done it's over other yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, that's win. a that's a cuss move. Yeah, and,
3: and that's not but, right either. Oh, but I'm only if they're opposite. Congratulate Victor Hovland on his golf win, and then the guy puts three in there. No, that's what I hate, Pat. On Sundays, the old. Like I knew I had a feeling about Burton Weisberger. No, I don't please don't do that. I never tweet out because I know Mayo's got money, Guillaume's got money, the golf community, we're betting on this stuff. Don't say anything till it's over. But it works for reverse psychology, I guess. The and- it's just a really lousy thing to do. Just let it play out. Come on. Now.
4: I mean, the reality is it has zero impact whatsoever, but I feel like it does times,
3: though. You say that. Like it
4: does. But it does. I, I feel like Cust actually has real curse powers.
2: It, it's happened too much. I, I, feel I agree. I like I
4: actually do too. I mean, listen, maybe not at the Cust level, but I've done this many times before where I've tweeted people congratulating them on wins where I'm on the other side and then I get my side to come back and win the game. So I listen like it happens a few times. So That's you always remember those.
3: Move brutal move i hate that stuff I mean that's so bad it's so bad you, so is, bad. you would never because you know Bazool, you don't you don't tweet until the end of the game if nobody does it billy the doorman does that too in our pool he's like these stupid bunches of losers i can't believe we take that team and well all of miraculously the lions came back and uh, and won the game and covered like I, I get it i think it's a psychological thing people do because when they're i, I don't
4: i, anyway, I don't want to get into it but pat's
3: right about Cust. he does have I'll, mystic power
4: I'll say this, Cam, I actually, and this is the honest truth, it's not me backtracking. I never have the intent of doing it with like, oh, I'm going to you know, try to reverse mush this and figure out, like get another alternate outcome of the game. I do it when I literally feel like my team is defeated and I'm like, okay, you know, you had the right side, good stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't feel sorry if my team comes back. At, at the end of the day, I want to win money. If we could all win money together, that's great. But I'm ultimately rooting for my best. Oh, for like sure. I'm not I'm not just going to take the loss and be like, oh, you know what? You can have this one. I, I won't cash my ticket. You can cash it for me uh, on my behalf. No, that's not happening. I, w- I want the wins.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, let's get, yeah. let's get into the picks for the divisional round. Gold selections to kick things off. I made this bet with Cust Uh, on the show. uh, I'll go ahead.
3: Shouldn't we... I just always wondered, wouldn't in the mineral scale start with bronze and lead your way up to like the act? Like, shouldn't bronze be like the opening band that just is barely happy to be there, but gold is like, you know, a band that slays it like Stadium Tour?
2: Here's the thing, Cam.
3: This isn't
2: isn't radio from the 80s anymore. The tease doesn't really work. (laughs) People are... They want the best picks right away, and if you can keep (laughs) along for the ride then we're good to oh, go. So you're
3: playing to the trolls. like I'm not,
2: I'm not oh, playing okay. to the trolls. I'm I'm playing to people's attention spans here. The fact oh, that we just waited 19 that. minutes to get into the picks, like people probably already. Yeah, I, I, That's why I time code these shows so people can figure this yeah. out.
3: You're getting good investment ahead. on your dollar with the, with the,
4: with the extra talk.
3: No, it's very, okay. You know what, Pat? You're right. You're right. I don't know what I'm thinking. Maybe I,
4: <laughs> but Cam, that, You but sp- I did you go to Fanshawe like, college. You spend five minutes every week contemplating what your bronze pick is going to like, you at least know what your gold is going to be. You can fire I that I actually off. don't this week.
3: It's tough board. I don't know what it's going to be. It can be anything. I right, almost but- want to do a four game super teaser with every underdog. It's going to hit.
2: I had to talk myself out of going every single underdog this week, too. I like, I actually like the, no, Buc- I like the Bucks instead of the Rams, but that's the only one that they kind of, we'll talk it through. My gold pick. Okay, yeah,
3: let's talk, let's talk it
2: through. Let's my talk. gold pick of the week, DraftKings Sportsbook is where we're getting these lines from. Um, I'm not going to back away from it. I feel like I have very, I'll have some real money on this one. I, I was going to take the money line and I thought, you know what? I could see the Buffalo Bills being down seven points very late in this game, scoring a touchdown and going for two and trying to get the win and then not getting it, me sitting there with my Bills money line and being like, oh God, I could have had the two and a half. I'll take the two and a half. I love the Bills this week and I don't want to feel like I'm too crazy about it, but I think the Bills are just straight up better than this iteration of the Chiefs. And I know, Rob, when you look at EPA per play this year, the Chiefs are still elite when it comes to offensive efficiency, but it just feels like they put themselves into a hole a lot of the times and maybe it just happens against weaker teams and that's just a part of what they do it takes them a while to ramp up to speed but like if they come out with the same game plan as they had against the Steelers last week and make one of those stupid turnovers like they did against the Steelers last week the Bills are just going to score points on them and the Bills aren't going to stop scoring points is going to be the problem so I I think the Bills just overall top to bottom as a unit are a better team than the Chiefs and I'll take the two and a half points
4: Interesting. Um, I don't have a strong opinion. Oh, look, let, let me, I don't have a strong opinion on any game.
3: Interesting.
4: <laughs> well, it, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'll say about the Bills. Uh, I, I live in, you guys know me, I live in a probabilistic world, right? I don't say, oh, this team's going to win. This team's not going to win, whatever. I think about things in terms of probabilities. I think the probability that we're overrating the Bills right now based off of last week's performance and also their performance against the Chiefs earlier this year is high, because a lot of people talk about that win early this season where the Chiefs got killed. They had zero answer for Allen. They had no Chris Jones in that game. They were missing Traverius Ward at cornerback. Dan Sorensen, who's the worst safety I've ever seen in the history of the NFL, played 100% of their defensive snaps in this They're game. Worth, but- He's now on the bench where I don't I don't know if we can find worse than Dan Sorensen, but maybe we can We can collectively put our heads together. KC, four turnovers in that game, which was a real problem for them early on in the season. The defense has improved like big time for the Chiefs in the latter half of the year. Some of it is due to schedule. They really haven't played a lot of great teams. They played really, uh, I think, the Bengals, Chargers, Dallas in the second half of the year. But remember how badly they were getting cooked by bad teams early in the season. So there's a bit of improvement there. But for me, uh, a lot of this stems from last week. So Josh Allen was amazing last week. Like maybe the best quarterback performance I've ever seen in my lifetime. I'm not exaggerating. The guy was throwing away the ball on the first touchdown pass to Dawson Knox and it still ended up in a touchdown pass. Talked about that after the game. He was just trying to sail it through the end zone. He threw a touchdown. Now Josh Allen has 66 games in his career. He's played 12 of them where he's had a quarterback rating of 120 or more. So we're talking elite level quarterback play in games following that he has an average quarterback rating of 84.6, a median rating of 79.7. So basically what I'm saying is when Josh Allen has played an 80th percentile game or better in his career, the following game, he has produced at the level of what Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Baker Mayfield produced at this season. So I'm not saying that he can't have another good game because two of those 12 following a great game were also great games. But the probability of him playing at that level, which everyone saw last week, is not that high. And when we think of where the market is at on the Bills right now, like a month ago was my bir- early December, December 12th is my birthday. I remember this game very clearly was Bills and Bucks. That's just over a month ago. The Bucks were three and a half point favorites at home against the Bills in that game. Now it went to overtime. They needed to get a lucky cover, but the Bucks actually dominated most of that game until they sat in prevent in the fourth quarter. So now we have the chiefs larger home field advantage in the playoffs. I think a better team in the Bucks, and it's on the other side of three, so I think there's some recency bias built in here. Am I scared to death of betting against Buffalo? For sure. I think these are the two best teams in the league. I honestly think this is the Super Bowl. I feel pretty strong. That's not to say that one of these teams can't get upset by the Bengals or Chiefs uh, or Titans next week. I'm not saying that it can't happen, but these are two great teams, and ultimately, um, the prospect for me of getting Mahomes under a field goal is is appealing. Um, And it's just kind of like a buy low sell high type of league. And I, I just feel like the bills are at their peak. So that's my argument in favor of the chiefs. I'm personally not betting the chiefs this week, but if more Buffalo money does come in, and potentially, I'm looking at like Chiefs minus one at kickoff or something. Uh, very likely going to bet that.
2: It feels like it's moving the other way because it opened at two and a half, went to two, now it's back to two and a half. I think two and a half is likely where it's going to settle. But this being the last game of the weekend, if people start losing their money, Steam's going to come in on one way. But I think that the people want to get behind the bills, but people have been screwed by the bills too much in the past. Uh, whether you're you know, Cam's age and you were betting them in the early 90s, or even just yeah. you're my age and you've been betting them for the past 10 years. It's only really the past two years where they've been coming through on any of this stuff. And I think that people will look at it and come to the same conclusion. Oh, I can get my homes under a field goal. That is going to be my bet. And maybe that's the correct take on this game. I just think these teams are incredibly close. And when you can like yep. factor in defense, when you factor in special teams, and and the fact that, I mean, the Bills have played some really bad games this year, but it's not really against the teams that you would think. Against all the good teams that they've played, they've showed up. They've exactly.
3: Showed up. Exactly. I love it. Uh, uh, Pat, I love your pick. I love your pick. The B- I'm going to make a statement on the show that I made before the uh, playoffs started. The Bills are
4: going to the Super Bowl. I, I mean, listen, it's not going to surprise me. I just I just think like, that this is my style of betting. Uh typically I'm I'm almost never gonna bet a team off of a performance like that because I think it's kind of uh, overrated in market. Like I think the Bills played at their absolute ceiling last year. A lot of week. guys
3: do that. A lot of professional recency bias. It's a big thing that you would yeah, know when but, you bring a team. But, you look but, like nobody's like, as bad things, as they are, right?
4: Nobody's as good as I understand
2: that. But, I understand. But, when philosophy. we look at the but when we look at the cover rate of the Chiefs all season long, haven't the Chiefs just been overvalued by the market all season yes, because they're the yes, Chiefs but, and they have bad homes?
4: but they're generally playing games where they're very big favorites for the most part, not, not where they just have to win a game. This is a different scenario, right? Versus them laying 10 and a half at Denver. They win by four or whatever. Those are big numbers that they're covering and that's what's killed their, their ATS mark. But yeah, I mean, listen, like uh, could the, could the bills beat the chiefs again, 38, 20, of course it could happen. Like you're right, Pat. Like if, if Mahomes has a bad turnover early on in the game, it can go only one way. If the bills have a great game plan, it can go one way, but uh, the chiefs in the latter half of the year have been pretty consistent. They've actually cut a lot of their turnovers out of the game. They're consistently winning games. Whereas it's the bills to me that are the inconsistent team. You look at down the stretch, like week, the final week of the season, needing a win to secure the division. They're up 13, 10 on the jets going into the fourth quarter, Uh, first half against the Falcons, very close game. They got smoked at home by the Colts. Like, they really have not been playing uh, at the level that they play. The, the only times in the last couple months that they've played at an elite level was basically against the Patriots in both games. So you can argue that there's some sort of stylistic mismatch there where something really works in their favor, but think about what they've done outside of that. Actually there was uh, the Trevor Simeon game as well, where they smoked the saints. So i uh, three games, but the reality is that's kind of been it. Other than that, they've just been, average and and remember like what the narrative was when they lost trey white right when trey white went out due to injury it was like who oh, like the secondary this is going to be a real problem well it hasn't been a problem because they haven't played anyone that can pass the ball in forever like look at the opponents that they've had in recent weeks new england the jets atlanta carolina like they're actually getting a passing attack now that could potentially exploit that weakness so um i i feel like i'm arguing with you i i'm i'm just because like I lean chiefs, but I don't, I don't like the game. And honestly, if I don't end up betting it, I'll probably root for the bills anyways. Cause I have so many bills, uh, friends that are, or fans, friends that are fans of the bills. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just a, a not a spot where I necessarily want to take Buffalo.
2: Well, Cam, the the other thing I would look to as well here is that every time that there has been a close spread with the Chiefs this year, I feel like they've lost the game. They lost to Tennessee. Yep. They lost to Baltimore. They lost to Buffalo. So I don't think that's... And they, I think they were favored in all three of those games. So it's not just the big spreads that they weren't covering. How, however, Rob made the point that their defense has gotten a lot yep. better as the seasons went along. They've cut out a lot of those turnovers that led to a lot of those losses. But you know, it just I look at the Bills' big games. The only one that they... I mean, they dropped the game to the Bucks and they were getting crushed in that game, ended up coming back, and they lost to Tennessee where they decided to go for the win at the end of regulation. I mean, they could flip a coin, they could have won that game. So that's why I like the two and a half over the money line because I do think that when it comes down to the end of the game and the Bills see an opportunity to win, I think that they're going to take it.
3: Yep, I I agree with you 100%. I got another one for you just to be a little bit different. Josh Allen for the Bills, you saw him take – over with his feet. Oh, to, he understands. Hold, 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 if hold, hold that thought, because that—that's going to be another one of my minerals. Hey, well, you told you told me <laughs> right. teases aren't cool since the 1980s. I better put that thought on hold. <laughs>
2: well, it's just going to be it, it, it's, for gonna, 1980s it, radio. It, it, it's going to be one of my picks. So, uh... oh, I
3: lo- oh, Patrick here. Yes, we're reading each other's mail anyway. I'm not going to make it a pick, but I wish we could add another mineral, uh, tungsten, or uh, you know, a titanium to the mix. But uh, do you want me to give you my gold? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, uh, let's go. Uh, I'm having a lot of problems with this uh, Scad Pizzola's right. It's a very, very difficult board. But you know what? I'm going to start things off. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals against the Tennessee Titans. I like the hook. I think uh, Joe Burrow will do enough in the game. And the Bengals, I know they didn't look great against the Raiders, but here's the thing about Tennessee. Everyone's talking about Derrick Henry coming back, but if you really look at the stats, do you know they only average 11 yards more with Foreman uh, in these games as well. It's not the factor you think. And, and that I think that hook is going to be big. The Bengals are a type of team that can go on the road in Tennessee. The only issue I have is with with A.J. Brown and the receivers coming back. That's going to help Tannehill out. But I just believe in Joe Burrow. I believe, you know, brought, Rob, Rob brought up a lot of good points. But this guy played at LSU in big games. He's got mm-hmm. ice water in his face. You think he was afraid? The guy played in the uh, in the SEC and won a national championship. The problem that Tennessee's going to have is the Bengals receiving core. Higgins, Chase is a monster. All these guys, you can't cover them all. Tyler Boyd's even a very good player, in my opinion, uh, underrated. So that's the thing. Probably a lot of points in this game, too, with the over. Uh, But I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to give me that hook at three and a half? I'm in. I told you, this card is very difficult this week, Pat, and I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. But I'll take the Bengals, please.
2: Spoiler alert coming on this show. Rob hates the Bengals, right?
4: Um, I think three and a half is the right number. I I need Tennessee minus three like I need air right now, basically. I don't want to lay the three and a half. I'm scared to death of it, particularly because the Titans have won five games by a field goal or less this year. Um, They are a team that has come out on top in a lot of these close games. I don't hate the Bengals, but I I do think it's a difficult spot. Uh, Historically speaking, this bye week, is worth quite a bit in the NFL. Now only one team gets it. Uh, Cam made a great point. It's not Derrick Henry back in the lineup that necessarily changes things for the Titans. It's just having healthy wide receivers. Because if we actually look at weeks one to eight this year, when they were all on the field together and being Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill was actually number one in the league in EPA. The offense was top 10 success rate. Then you look at week nine onwards, where he started to get the Henry injury, Julio Jones hurt. Uh, Julio Jones is not the same as he was once was before, but he draws some coverage and AJ Brown as well. And the Titans basically became a below average team at that point. And now you get the Cincinnati defensive line injuries. Larry Ogunjobi is not going to play in this game. Mike Daniels might not looks like Trey Hendrickson will, which I think is going to be big for Cincinnati because without him, they're going to have no pass rush whatsoever. So it looks like he's going to recover off that concussion, but I'm optimistic that Tennessee can move the ball. It's just a matter of, whether or not they can basically run out the clock like they have been on a lot of teams this year. And since he pass offense is just too scary for me in back order for me open. To, to lay back three doors and a half. Back doors open in this game all day, I think. I, and just to add to it, like if, if you just think about pure pricing, right? Tennessee was a three and a half point favorite at home to Miami a few weeks ago. Cincinnati's a lot better than Miami. Now you obviously have to account for the players coming back for the Titans, some injuries for the Bengals, the bye week, but it's hard for me to get there. Like I, I, I cannot lay three and a half with the Titans. I'm, I'm not doing that. Um, so no, I mean, my opinion is, um, I'd either play Tennessee first half minus two and a half, because I think that there's a very uh, likely outcome where they just get the lead and they're able to hold it. They're not a team built to come from behind. Let me put it that way. I don't think they're winning very many games where Cincinnati gets out ahead and then Tennessee has to play from behind. So Um, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind the three and a half with Cincy. I mean, I, I, the, the hook is appealing. I get it completely get it.
2: Well, I, I'd be curious to look at the numbers. because I don't have them in front of me, and I didn't research them because it's <laughs> hard work. You know, I'm going to pass on that.
3: But <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we keep yeah, pointing. You do a lot of golf, too, right, Pat? Yeah. It, yeah it's I, hard, man. We, yeah, research takes up time. You have a family now. Like, I could barely get it. Oh
2: done. Well, I mean, the, the golf the golf research is there, 100%. Uh, but now we're yeah. in the playoffs. You know, I'm, I'm picking with my heart here. And so far, so good. So I'm going to continue with <laughs> yeah. that. But, Rob, let me ask you. We, a lot of the narrative has been built around, and it's been true, so everyone can kind of point to it, that the titans rushing game didn't really fall off without Derrick Henry. But how much did that have to do with when Derrick Henry is in the game, teams have to commit to stopping the run, and when it's Foreman back there, they can drop more guys into coverage and make sure that there's no deep plays on them?
4: That's exactly it. So it's not that Henry's presence on the, like Henry's presence on the field is huge. It's extremely valuable for the Titans. It might not necessarily be in the fact that the running game is going to improve, but teams have to respect that running game a whole lot more. And we do see teams play the Titans very differently when Henry is there. They do devote more. They play their safeties closer to the line of scrimmage. And that's a problem because Tennessee runs a ton of play action as well. And they have receivers that can get open down the field. So that's part of it. And then the second part of it is the ability to close out games. How many times are the Titans leading in the second half? And whether it's only like four yards of carry for Henry, whatever, he's he just beats these defenses down to the point where he breaks off a big game gain late in games. So I, I think that like I'm not a running backs doesn't matter guy. A lot of people are like, oh, running backs don't matter. They don't move the spread or whatever. I do think that there's like valuable running backs in the league. Henry is one of them. Um, I think it's just going to open up the offense a little bit more for them. And uh, we'll, we'll see. But I'm, I'm not a fan of the Bengals' defense. That's always the problem I've had with them all season long. Average stats across the board. They played the second easiest schedule of a, opposing offenses. I have zero problems with Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's great. I think the wide receiving core is great. I think they get a little too run heavy at times. Do the Bengals? They have one of the worst success rates running the ball in the league. That's what I loved about their game plan against the Raiders last week. They came out five wide put Joe Burrow in shotgun, let him throw the ball. And then they incorporated the run later on in the game, which I think was very valuable for them. So um, all the games are tough this week. You're not going to find the easy numbers. I, I get your guys' arguments with uh, Cincinnati.
2: Cam, the unders are five and two for Tennessee games when they've played someone who's a current uh, playoff team this year.
3: Not this game though, Pat. I've been thinking about this game and I don't know if you want to run it through. Uh, you and Pozzola have the supercomputers and the simulations, but I'm just going to tell you one thing. With the receivers coming back for Tennessee and the way Rob and I believe Cincinnati is going to go crazy. They are going to have a lot of sets and fire it all over the lot. It Initially, I like this game under. and The more I think about it, I think it can, this game can get into the 60s. I'm seeing like a 35, a 31 type. Of, I think Cincinnati can win like 34, 28, 34, 31. That's something that I have. I think they comfortably get over the number. The t- Tennessee receivers are back. I think it's going to be, I don't think Tennessee is going to play their old ball control, but I think they're going to try to attack. And I think Cincinnati is going to do the same. They're going to have to keep up. If I like the Bengals, uh, I think the game goes uh, over the number. And I do Pat, I think it's actually, I'm more of an unders guy. I, I, you know, people don't like betting them. I do, but in this spot, I think the game goes over the total. Been... I agree with cam. Sorry. Go ahead, Pat.
2: I, I was trying to find a Derek Henry rushing props for this game. And they, don't seem to have any release. What do we make of Derrick Henry in this game? Cause everyone just seems to be penciling him in that he's oh Derrick Henry coming off a broken foot three months ago is going to be exactly the same Derrick Henry that we expect. And, I mean the fact that Cam Akers was able to come back from a torn Achilles and look really good last that's week. D- that, that's is just d- like... well. The
3: thing is, Cam Akers is a different back though too, and it's a perfect combination for the Rams. You have, you have Sony Michelle that could take the rock, and then you could you could dish off to Akers. That's his strength. And Arizona had no answers for that. I think Joe Mixon is being disrespected in this game. This guy's a good back. He can also bust a couple runs too, and we'll see. Uh, Tennessee was doing fine without Henry and like, yeah, it, it, I think it's getting baked in the line. I think Pozzola, you would have got your three. And I think they may, made it three and a half with the Henry factor. I don't know. I'm just saying, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to do as great as everyone thinks. That's just I, think, my opinion.
4: I think there's mostly downside if you're betting a Henry prop, like everyone is assuming Henry's hundred percent is going to go back to normal. Uh, I, I think it's mostly downside there. I think Henry's presence helps Tannehill the most personally. Yes. I'd be much more inclined to play overs on Tannehill now than i would henry and i also like um ryan Tannehill anytime touchdown because they get down to the goal line he loves to run this little bootleg where they fake it to henry it works so much for them early on in the year and Tannehill's way more agile than people give him credit for so i think henry's presence helps the passing game actually more than it's going to help the tennessee running game well rob do you have a gold pick i do I will, I always keep it. We, we haven't even got
3: it. to his gold picks yet. holy oh geez, we're like, well, this is
4: here. Yeah, we're talking about the games heavily, so the next picks will probably well, be Well, assume we're going to have to fill more. Gets, there's less
3: teams every week, so yeah, yes. I guess we're it's a good training session. Continue, <laughs> Rob. Sorry.
4: I, I Listen, I, like I was saying, I have to keep it real with everyone. I don't care if you, you tail my picks, fade my picks. It doesn't matter to me, but I want to be honest that I haven't bet a single NFL game or made a single NFL bet this week. This is the one that I do like the most, though, and if I am going to fire on something, it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers getting six points against Green Bay. Yeah. Because... Listen, I, I'm not one of those guys that's Green Bay is a fraud and whatever. They're not. I think Green Bay is very good. But we can't ignore the fact that Green Bay just plays in a ton of close games. This is kind of what they do. If you look at the best teams in the league this year, if you look at the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the average margin of victory for these teams is well over a touchdown. You look at Green Bay's average margin of victory this year with more wins. It's only 4.8 points. They play a ton of close games on top of that we know that this defense is very susceptible to the run. They're 30th in success rate against the run, 30th in EPA, 28th in DVO, DVOA. They really haven't even played great running games this year. We only have three instances this season of them playing a top 10 EPA rushing team. One of them was Seattle. Campbell, will remember this game. It was a 17-0 Green Bay win. Russell Wilson's first game back. Yeah. All Green Bay did was stack the box because Russell Wilson couldn't throw a football at that point. And they won that game easily. The other two where they played top rushing teams were Cleveland on Christmas yep. Day. a lost. Four turnovers from Baker. We remember that game. Cleveland ran the ball for 8.8 8 yards per carry. The other one was when they beat San Fran earlier this year, 30 to 28. A game, by the way, in which San Francisco was a three and a half point favorite at home early on in this season. So we've seen a huge divergence. I would argue that San Fran is better now than they were earlier on in the year they are the 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 question is uh, uh, in this game is about all the uncertainty to do with the 49ers right we know probably fred warner is going to play we don't know about nick bosa yet he did not practice yesterday that's not trending well for a concussion and we have all the jimmy g shoulder stuff oh you know he's in danger of missing this game i personally don't buy it i really don't he played last week he might have that back-breaking turnover at some point in the game or That's whatever. That's the only
3: issue, Pazola. That's why I didn't make it gold. I don't want to – Pat must hate me. He's like, this guy – you you actually, no, you, you told me before. We don't care about teases anymore. Thank you. I love San Francisco the same way, Rob. And I'm going to tell you something. If Jimmy G doesn't make a stupid mistake or a pick six, they can win this game outright. I'm just going to tell you the matchup is
4: not good for the Packers. I agree. I, I like my brother's a Packers fan. I asked him before the playoffs like who you want to avoid and the, like uh, this is very like, it's kind of garbage <laughs> of me saying this, but they don't the Packers fans don't want to play the 49ers. that's of course the they don't because 49 are tough and several years, I mean we have a 49ers playoff beatdown of the Packers the year that they went to the Super Bowl as well. It's been a tough matchup for the Packers just because they don't ta- like they they don't have guys that want to tackle as, as lame as it sounds they just have not been a good tackling team going on years now and the 49ers running game has just evolved like the week three when they played Trey Sermon was the running back for the 49ers they did not run Debo Samuel at all at that point it's just such a different offense for me altogether so I think it's going to be a close game one way or another I think six points is just way too big of a margin between these two teams another point sorry Pat just one more they
3: used George Kittle as a blocker against Dallas, wasn't even a part of the game plan, like not even a part of the game plan. And if not for San Francisco, just letting the Cowboys linger, they could have murdered them. And the Cowboys, despite what you say, and McCarthy being a tool, two possessions means two possessions, and their coaching staff, horrible play calling, everything, the San Francisco 49ers went into their house and they slapped them around. Everyone thinks this Roger's going to like flick a switch and destroy these guys. I'm with you, Rob. I think San Francisco's my dark horse to go to the Super Bowl against Buffalo, and I'm sticking to my guns as well.
2: Well, we all want that to happen. I think we, we, we have financial investment in the Niners making the Super right. Bowl. Yes, we do. At this point. Doesn't
3: doesn't the league, and one thing is, the league likes Tom Brady. I know I use these stupid things I think about. Aaron Rodgers has pissed off a lot of people this year with his COVID stuff. And I know the way the NFL works, it's like, maybe he won't get the benefit of the doubt. I know that the Green Bay Packers are a popular team, but this guy's basically giving a big F you to everybody in, in this league. He's like, screw you guys. Uh, you know what I mean? And uh, I wouldn't be surprised. San Francisco 49ers, they got a good fan base. I'm just going to say, he's not going to get the same type of calls that Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to get. So I think that's something we have to think about as well. I know it sounds insane, but uh, it's true. Hmm. Uh, I hear a lot of uh, crickets and uh, tumbleweed
2: that well, I, out there. But anyway, yeah, well, no, I get it. Go, I, go I, Niners. I, I assume the Niners are going to be your <laughs> silver pick, plus six?
3: Yes, I just, yes. I, I love everything about this game, <laughs> I love I think they could actually go in and win. I think I'd look for Mitchell over props. I, I think, uh, and another thing people are talking. what about Debo Samuel? You can line them up in so many different ways. Yeah, the Packers, they don't like the tackle. That's bad news. Everyone thinks Aaron Rodgers and these guys are just going to absolutely land them. And I'll tell you one thing Shanahan isn't a dope. He's not like Mike McCarthy and stuff. He's going to have a game plan, a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D because he does his homework. They're going to be ready to go. And San Francisco's tough in the trenches. I hope your toe's okay, Rodgers. Don't worry. Pizzola, if Bosa, and all these guys play, they can get pressure on the quarterback. I know Green Bay's line. They got some young guys there. I just don't think this game is what everyone thinks. Pat, I was going to make it the gold, but I like the Bengals. I'm glad we're on the Niners. Six points is too many. The line has gone up. I'm going to tell you, though, probably wait. People are just going to smash Green Bay if it's under a touchdown. I think you maybe get San Francisco at six and a half, get the half to seven, whatever. Go to bet stamp. Rob will tell you where to go. He'll guide you. But give me San Francisco. We're getting six right now on the show. Let's
4: rock. I agree with you that there's mostly downside with the betting the 49ers now, because if Bosa gets ruled out, the money will come in on Green Bay. Yes. If anything, anything, if if Jimmy G is another do not practice today or tomorrow, line probably move. I want nothing to do with Trey Lance. I'll well, be honest with well, you. Like, how how it, much
2: do you think that line movement is? Let's say Jimmy G is officially ruled out. I expect him to play, but let's just say he doesn't. This line is at six right a, now. Seven Lance and moved. a half. You think it's only Eight. a point and a half? I think it's more.
4: More. Eight,
2: Eight and, and a half it, tops
4: yeah and again we'd be throwing we'd be throwing lance into the uh the fire as in in the rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs as well so that kind of fits the the trend that i was talking about earlier but i think only green bay money at that point doesn't get to 10 but in between eight and a half nine nine and a half somewhere there
2: i don't think the trey lance would be an abject failure in this game because i think that shanahan shanahan's goal in this game is to run as much as possible and at least with lance you could just take the ball out of his hands and just let him run
3: Yeah, a lot of trick plays. I agree. If he was out and you gave me San Francisco at like nine and a half, 10, I'd smash it even harder than the original six.
4: Okay. Just my thoughts. No, it's fair. I mean, listen, I I, I want nothing to do with Trey Lance in this game. This has nothing to do with Trey Lance. It's just in this game, going to Lambeau, first career playoff start, I want zero to do with that. I'm not saying that the 49ers can't do something. Maybe, maybe that's it works in their favor because the Packers are game planning for Jimmy G all week. And then they get a different quarterback. Exactly. There's lots of things that can spin up, but that situation to me is. I, I don't want it. That's that's, but I, I obviously making this pick. I think Jimmy G is very likely to play. Like the guy got through the entire game last week. It, I, all the, the, these stories that come out weekday, like, oh, his shoulder's so much worse. Team, you know, I I got a, a text BS. message. Yeah, I got a, a, a WhatsApp message from a guy. It's like a, a little screen grab of, oh, my father does the x-rays for the San Francisco 49ers and, you know, Jimmy G's shoulder's really hanging. Like, exactly. That's right? another like, thing. Yeah. Hey,
3: these trolls, I'm at the game. No, you're I'm in not. your mom's basement masturbating. That's what you're doing. You are not at the game. You are not betting this game. And if you are if you are betting the game, you have a $2 pro line ticket on it. So all these people, like to actually believe anything people say in today's society, like just anyway. And I'm the crazy one, right? Like, come on, people. Like, let's get it together.
2: Uh Cam alluded to this before, and I yep. was, I wanted to save it. So my next play, my silver pick is gonna be a prop. It's gonna be Josh Allen over 51 and a half rushing yards in this game. Uh playoff Josh Allen, all, all bets yeah. are off with him. There, there's no leash on how much he should or should not be running at this point. If that's going to be the play and he could break off like 30 in 1 chunk yard. He's going to be running the ball. Uh just even to go back and look at what he's done against Kansas City running the ball. He hits the over every single time against these guys in the playoffs. He's I think it's like 90% or I guess it wouldn't be 90% of the time cuz he hasn't played in 10 playoff games yet, but I I think it's like six out of seven starts. He's been over this number in terms of rushing just in the playoffs. He's going to pull it down and run. And I think that with Kansas city's improved pass rush at this point of the season, that just gives him more leeway to take off. If he wants Rob.
4: I agree with you. I think that this prop particularly has been something that's been mispriced for a while. Um, One of the reasons I actually like it even more now is Willie gay who is a linebacker for the Chiefs? Is he going to play? Was he was arrested. arrested this morning on a misdemeanor charge? I would think that if the Chiefs oh, do, oh want yeah. to... I,
3: I'm, I'm sure. Hey everybody, it's Willie Gay. Are you arrested on a misdemeanor? Don't worry, you're, you're, you get to play this Sunday. We'll worry, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure the Kansas City cops are like, oh yeah, let's give Buffalo another thing to think about here. It's added
4: upside to the Allen prop because yeah. what killed them? You know, Allen killed them in the first matchup. They didn't really spy him at all. I watched that game earlier this week. They just kind of let him run free. I imagine you will see Kansas City try to spy Josh Allen with a linebacker. Willie Gay is the best fit on that Kansas City defense to do that. If he doesn't play, I think Allen can run for a lot more. Uh, but yeah, like people, I obviously people recognize that Allen can run the ball, but they don't realize just how many rushing yards he had this year. Like relative to a like guy like Jalen Hurts, he was right up there with him. It's, he can get his prop on one run.
3: There's yes. a there's a seam and he's gone, Pat. I love that play. And Pat, I, I, I've i already made that bet. It was 48 and a half. The sports books I see on, on DraftKings, 50, 51 and a half. That's still a wicked number. You, I could play it even higher. That's the thing. This guy, you said it, Pat. He is going to go nuts. Every play that breaks down and he's a horse. He is a big, strong man that can run. He's hard to bring down. He's just, he's an animal. Like this guy is going to go absolutely wild. I would not be shocked if Josh Allen ran for like 80 yards in this Like I think he's going to have a huge rushing day. I love your pick. Right. love it.
2: That's my silver rub. Give us a silver.
4: Um, So I'm basically deciding between the other three games that I don't like, but because we haven't talked about it, I'll take the Rams. Ronnie Ram. Three. Yeah. Um, scared to death of betting against Brady. Part of the reason that I don't really want to put my real money down on it, but the bucks to me, I mean, they're just not that good. Like I feel like they're ripe for the picking. And I look at this matchup outside of Shaq Barrett, who is a great edge rusher. They don't really have another edge defender that can get after the quarterback. And I think like you look at what Stafford, has done in the last month before the Arizona game. He really struggled with turnovers. He was facing more pressure than usual, and he can make mistakes when under pressure. The Bucs aren't the team that applies a lot of pressure. Now, I'm concerned about their left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. That would be a big loss for them, but they still have a very good offensive line. And honestly, Tampa blows out Philly last week, but who cares? Like, Philly ended up being the Dolphins of the NFC, basically. They beat a bunch of nobodies all year. We considered them good, and in reality, they stink. And now they have potential issues on the O-line. You're very likely to get Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirfs playing. But if either of those guys is not at 100%, you have to really like the Rams' defensive front, especially with Aaron Donald in the middle there. So I feel like this is finally the game where you see the impact of not having Chris Godwin, not having Antonio Brown, is really felt against cornerbacks like Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams. Uh, I don't want to like overreact to last week, but both teams are coming off blowout wins. Uh, I just don't see that much separating these two teams overall. So because of that, I'm inclined to take the points here. So I, I like the Rams plus three.
2: All right. I didn't feel like that one's more of a stay away game for me, but let's talk bronze picks. Then do you have a bronze pick? Cause it seems like, are you going to like tease someone up? Cause there, there are two things that I kind of want to ask you about here. when it comes to like public sentiment. One no one believes in Tennessee. That was sort of like the narrative that was going around. Oh, Tennessee's a fraudulent one seed. But now that they've had this buy and they're playing the Bengals, like... Outside of Cam, and I I like Tennessee as well, it seems like everyone is taking Tennessee in this game. Like, oh, that line's just not big enough for Tennessee. And I was happy to see you say, you know, three would be a number, three and a half more of a stay away. But it just feels like the sentiment has shifted towards Tennessee all of a sudden that no one thought they were all that good, but now everyone thinks they're going to kill Cincinnati, who I believe have covered five straight road games too. Um, And then with the Niners, it still feels like the Niners are everyone's pick here, that no one is picking Green Bay.
4: I'll be honest. And everyone has their own capping styles. I could give zero shits about what anyone else is picking on games. I've never, ever let that impact me in general, what, whether the public is on a side or whatever. To me, it makes no difference, Pat. I've talked about this before, but a lot of people always want to fade the public and the public side. They want to be on the same side as a sports book. The problem is that the sportsbook is getting plus 110 because someone is betting into them. If you want to be on the same side as the sportsbook, you have to pay minus 110. So it's not apples to apples. That's the challenge I've already had. So I don't know. I don't look at what consensus is. I don't ask my friends. I don't I don't even know if the sportsbook numbers that they provide to these sites in terms of bet percentages are even accurate or what that includes. I don't think they I- are. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter to me. Like if, if a bunch of people are, are betting, if 80% of people are betting at a square book, and when I say square, I'm talking like a recreational book. I, I only care about like people who actually have influence and where they're betting. And I honestly don't even care about that all that much either. So that's just my opinion on it. It's always, always has been, I shouldn't say always has been, it's something that uh, just maybe five, six, seven years ago, I I stopped caring about and uh, it worked to my benefit because I think oftentimes it just keeps you off of plays that you really like because you're like, oh, everybody likes this play. Well, I mean, it can still be the right side. You can't,
3: you can't argue the fact, though,
4: when, like, we look and
3: nobody – know what it is? How do I explain this? Public dogs compared to dogs, Rob. Like, nobody wants to bet the New York Jets, okay, when they're playing big like, Tampa Bay and stuff like that. Like you know, You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that – those are the games that I find, like, the dogs, like, the really – nasty, horrible underdogs, the Jaguars in the final week against the Colts. Sometimes those things have, I know where you're coming from. I'm not really, I don't really know how to fra- phrase this though, but I guess the bottom line, Pat is when something's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. That's the way I look at lines. Like I still feel, I don't know about consensuses and whatever. I think a lot of the data is mis- misconstrued. I think, it, I think though, you have to look at the book and what they're trying to do with numbers. They try to get you, I feel, in certain certain sides. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, Rob, but you know what I mean? Like, instead of posting a four, they'll post a two and a half, three, and people, like, jump on it. That's when they get you. It's almost like you're seeing the stranger in the van with the candy. You got to avoid him. He's going he's gonna to kidnap you. You don't want to go get the candy. Don't let him open the door. Just move along. Go to the store. You don't need to talk to the weird man. That's what I'm thinking. Now,
2: I would say I would push that. back against that because I don't know anyone who wasn't on San Francisco last week. Everyone was on San Francisco last week. A lot of people <laughs> were. Yeah.
3: More than actually, I know some people that bet Dallas, Pat, but San Francisco was a public dog. There, there were, on, it doesn't happen all the time. I'm just saying when, when, Nobody's. I don't know. It's 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 tough now. There's so many people gambling. I know. There there was someone that did a study
4: on the. There was someone who did a study on the publicly backed underdogs, and I think they used the data from the last decade. So um, I I don't know how far back they went, but something about how um, if you faded publicly backed underdogs, you would win at a fifty-three percent clip. Well, that's fine. It's but you remember you're paying minus one ten to bet, so you you need to hit at fifty-two point four percent. So you're basically winning like you're covering your, the margin you need to win at by 0.6%. That's fine. I mean, you're slightly profitable, but for me, like I can't, I can't do what I do. I can't make a living off of that unless I'm playing like crazy high volume, which you're barely, barely ever going to get because there's so few publicly backed underdogs on a weekly basis anyway. So I, I, I just, I, have just always believed like handicap the games pick who you like, like in terms of, of the sports book laying out a line, there's some. There's a period called market discovery, right? Sportsbook doesn't give a shit about their opening line. Literally, some of these sportsbooks are hiring guys out of university for thirty thousand dollars a year, putting them on the trading team. They put out an opening line with a two hundred and fifty dollar limit, even a five hundred dollar limit. They're not getting any liability on that game. They can take hundreds of bets, and then they're just going to move it to where the whatever the bets are coming in on. till they get to a point where they feel that they're confident in the line? They can up the limits a little bit more. So, I I don't like. I think oftentimes we just we think about sports books and it's like we give them way too much credit is what I'm getting at. Like they're trying to bait people. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. The reality is, I mean, I've I've been. I've consulted for offshore gaming groups before I've been on, you know, the Kanawaki native reserve off of Montreal, worked with a trading team during the super bowl, watching them literally live trade the super bowl. These guys were drinking. They had 24 beers each on site. No one knew what was going on. Liabilities through, like we just are giving them way too much credit is what I'm getting at. So um, you kind of see those things personally. And you're just like, why, like, why do I give these people credit? It's me against this. Um, I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'll trust myself at the end of the day.
2: It wasn't so much that uh, in terms of publicly backed dogs or anything like that, it was more just the narrative shift around what Tennessee is from last week to this week. All of a sudden, I think it's just more of an indictment of the Bengals than anything else. It just feels like no one believes in the Bengals, that they're not good, I do. that they're going to get killed in this game. And I kind of disagree. I feel like the Bengals are this year's Bengals are last year's bills. That's how it feels to me. That meaning, meaning that they're going to get to the AFC Championship game and just be there, yes! and then they're going to get smoked
3: <laughs> yes! next week. Yes, versus Buffalo, I love it, Patrick. Yeah, you see, I'm reading your mail like big time today. I, anyway, and, and, I'm, and, I'm on the Bengals. And, and Rob, t- Rob pointed,
2: tough game. Rob pointed it out too, though. Like, I mean, you can just flippantly say that Burrow's never lost a big game, but like, I think that people severely undervalue how good Joe Burrow is.
4: I see. I don't. I think he's amazing, but I think people think he's amazing. Like I, I, I,
2: I, I, I then why don't people believe in the Bengals? Ever. Like the, uh, this entire year, Bengals are frauds. Bengals are frauds. I'll tell you why some, I don't but believe but in them. But Bengals. sometimes a great quarterback can overcome a shitty defense or a terrible defensive line or an off. We saw Peyton Manning do this for
4: years. We did. It's a little bit of a different game now, but you're you're right. Great quarterback play can overcome a bad defense. Plain and simple, offense is worth more defense and it's more repeatable in the NFL. So, yes, I always trust good offenses more. The only thing I'll say in regards to this is people are forgetting how good Tennessee's offense was as well when they had their complete plethora of weapons on offense. Like Ryan Tannehill was outperforming Joe Burrow when he had his full complement of offensive weapons this year. That's not an opinion. That is substantiated by data and fact. So from that side of things, I can see I think maybe um, the, the conversation is like needs to be flipped on his head on its head in terms of I don't necessarily think people are disrespecting Cincinnati. It's more so of okay, I they think that Tennessee is going to get back to the level that they were playing at before they got all these injuries. That's just my opinion. The only thing I'll say with the Bengals and why personally my numbers have struggled to get to where they are, is because they are getting docked quite a bit defensively for having played a very, very bad schedule of opposing offenses. There's not Obviously, you don't make the schedule. You can't control who you face. I get it. But when you are a league-average defense, when you have played the worst offenses in the league or second-worst offenses in the league, it's very likely that you are well Look below average
3: defense. Look at the Bucks and the losers. They play in that division. Carolina are a bunch of toilet paper. What about the Falcons? They blow. They're not even a real bird. What about all these other teams? They stink. They stink. Carolina sucks. The Saints have on a four-string quarterback. Atlanta. Like, the Bucks, beat up some losers
4: this year. The Bucs played the fifth-hardest schedule of opposing but you got to be kidding me.
3: Yeah, they played some good teams, but they get to beat up on their division mates pretty easily. Sure, you but think? you got to
4: balance it out. Like, they played Dallas. They played the Rams. They played uh, New England. They played Indianapolis. They played uh, Buffalo. Like, they've played very yeah, difficult are the Yeah, they
3: played good teams. I'm just saying they're div- – okay. Yeah, no, you're right. – that was –
4: I'm just fr- frustrated.
3: I can't. I wish, only, we could do, the, I wish we could do six picks this week. I, I like so many things.
4: All right. The well, team that's played the worst offenses was Denver. By the way, well, Denver's offense blows. And you would think that they played the best because their division is so good. They play Kansas City and the Chargers, but then they had all these games against Jacksonville, Jets, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, yeah. Cleveland. You know, Detroit. They played a lot. But of
2: h- how much? I mean, overall, sure. But sometimes when bad teams play bad teams, that a lot of a lot of bad teams tend to play to the performance of the opponent a lot of the times too. That oh. you know, Jacksonville could I mean Jacksonville was kind of the outlier of this, but like the Texans were kind of this way. That They upped their offensive game in some of these games when, you know, the offense on the other side was scoring a ton of points, and they were able to score a lot of points. And then when the teams kind of locked down on defense, and, like, especially against Denver in particular, where Denver played, like, pretty good defense. We even saw it with the Bengals game when they played Denver, where the Bengals offense didn't soar in that game, but they also didn't need to soar in that game because you were playing the Broncos offense. You know what I mean? Like sometimes right. a lot of that can, a lot of offense and defensive numbers can be dictated by the opponent you're playing. Like you brought up the Browns game from earlier against the Packers that they average eight yards per carry true. But the Packers were also up by like 21 in that game at one point.
4: Right. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, none of this is an exact science, right? Context matters for sure. You bring up the Houston Texans as an example. If you played Davis Mills uh, when he was on the road, he stunk on the road this year. When he was at home, he put a much better numbers. So that's going to fact, like, you know, these things factor into the equation overall. Um, Yeah. I listen, I'm not a, I I just need to clear the record because I, I actually like People think I'm a Bengals hater. I don't hate any team other than the Cowboys division. I hate the Eagles.
3: They don't fit your formula.
4: I bet the Bengals more than I bet against them this year. I was profitable betting on Bengals games this year. So the Bengals hater thing is not what it's about my number versus where the market values the team. That's overall what it comes down to. In fact, if I'm looking at this game this week and why I get to three and a half, I'm exactly on market. So it's not like I hate one of these teams or I love one of these teams overall, but in previous weeks, I just couldn't get there. And it was probably on the basis that I um, think that their defense is worse than it actually is. And in, in particular for this game, I do think defensive line injuries are a major issue when you're playing Tennessee. I think that's one of the spots where you don't want to lose players, especially in the middle of your defensive line when they're getting their stud running back back. So that's where I'm at there. I don't hate the Bengals. In fact, I have a, my first NFL game was the Cincinnati Bengals. I have the ticket right up there, which is very faded. Uh, Jake DeLohm versus Carson Palmer, a very small win for the Bengals at home. So please, Bengals yeah, fans, I don't hate your team.
3: There we
2: go. There we go. Bronze picks, camp. Pat, um, can, I,
3: can I do something insane sure. for fun on the show because yeah. it's the playoffs? Yeah. 13-point teaser, baby, like, Let's go. You've already taken my Josh Allen thing, and I'm betting that with you. I'm betting the bills. Everyone knows that. And I love Ron Ram. Those are the picks. Basically, I love every underdog this week. Let's rock. Are you ready, Pozzola? Are you ready for this one? And he's going to tell me, yeah, it could be a stooge move. But you know what? Sometimes I gamble for fun. Like, that's who I am. I like to have a good time. And this is a party Four-team, ten-point teaser. Four, four teams. Are you ready? Bengals plus 13 and a half. Niners plus 16. Rams plus 13. Bills plus... Uh, I got 11 and a half, but on DraftKings, where we get 10 and a half. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. It's perfect. I'm like the underdogs. I'm putting them all there, Rob. I know teasers are for turkeys, but I don't care. We're having fun this week. That's my teaser. All I, the underdogs jacked up.
2: By the way, I... I the one game that I'm really on the other side of you guys on is that bucks game. I think that you said like the, the, the buying high on the bills and you might be right about that. I think the market mm-hmm. is buying high on the Rams right now. Cause they, you think that you think the awesome. you
3: think yeah. Tampa, Pat wins by more than 13. I could see in that it. game.
2: Yeah, I could see it. Cause really? Stafford might throw two pick sixes the other way. Br- Brady's not going to go full Kyler Murray against the Rams.
3: That's anyway, true. I know. I know Brady want to, went full, I Brady went full teaser? Kyler
4: Murray in a nine nothing home loss. <laughs> yes, like it's the NFL, it. it's the NFL, like anything can happen. Yeah. Um, this, obviously, if you want to tease games, his, historically speaking, this is the best weekend of games that we're going to uh, face all year. Yes, it's, there's yeah, a lot of talent parody in these games. Mm. So I, I can, I mean, I don't love the teaser, but I will root for you, Cam, You're in a bunch of close you. games. Um, because you're a friend of mine and I don't cheer against my friends.
3: Pat, we've been doing this all year. We're having fun. It's the playoffs. We're going to, we're going to mix it up. That's the thing. I noticed like we do picks, you did a prop and I'm going to do a super teaser. I know. And honestly, the math is probably saying, you know, one of these teams might get throttled, but I don't think so. I'm doing the teaser and I'm sticking by it. So that's a, Thank that, you. That's a 10 point teaser for you. Yep. Four gamer and the juice isn't that high because it's uh, not like one of those 13 point teasers where you got to pay like 30%. It's less because it's, it's 10.4 teams. So you got that again. I got the Niners uh, at, uh, sorry, the bills at 11 and a half, but it would be 10 and a half. So it'd be Bengals, 13 and a half Rams, plus 13 San Francisco plus 16 bills, plus 10 and a half. Let's party
2: Four pick tail. Oh, no, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Let's see. What does that pay? It'll pay like one fifty, I believe.
3: It's the plus money
2: or now it'll be, let's see. Now I'm looking at the, the, the 13 point teaser would be minus minus one forty. So yeah, I know mine's
3: way less, way less. It so might you're, even be even money or plus.
2: Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be right around even money.
3: So yeah, let's go. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, Rob, I'm there.
2: Rob. Bronze play.
4: I'm going to sacrifice my, my need or like desire to have a good record and just give what I think is a good bet. And I'll kind of like, combo this but we talked about this earlier Tannehill I'm anytime to, touchdown I'm going to take Tannehill anytime touchdown and I'm going to take Tannehill first touchdown which is at I, I DraftKings 15 to 1 as well hey, ooh, I, cool. I, I just really like the uh, opportunity for Tannehill to score a touchdown with his feet in this game with the amount of focus that I think the Bengals will pay to Derrick Henry the, I mean no teams have really been able to stop Tannehill on quarterback sneaks or these bootlegs in the red zone all season long, um, I like it. I mean, I, I the the current price on anytime touchdown is probably in the three to one range. I'm yeah, trying to pull it, it up it, for you right now.
2: Plus three hundred Tannehill anytime touchdown, eighteen to one first touchdown.
4: Amazing. Split half unit on each, and let's let's try to have a party. I, I Pat, think that's a good bet.
3: I'm telling you, I played this this year. I hit uh, Daniel Jones at like 25 to one. There was a Hunter Henry in there at like 50. I'm I'm telling you. And if you win a couple of these bad boys, you're playing for the whole year. It's fun. It's kind of like going down to the, uh the lottery store the the convenience store you're buying things and go you know what i might as well get a couple lottery tickets let's have some fun and i'm telling you those any those first time touchdowns of course when they come in and rob remember that week i had cd lamb he gets tackled like the half yard line i would have won like 500 bucks there these things can happen you can win these bets i like of
4: course it. I, last week we had some high paying ones i think uh, uzoma caught the uh yeah, the first Bengals. touchdown for the Bengals it was, it was, week, it was it was, it was all just,
3: tight ends <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I tight tight end yeah. yeah, I love tight ends. season. Yeah, I love to bet tight. Obviously, you love betting tight ends. Dawson on the Knox?
3: Book. Maybe Dawson Knox first touchdown. Him and Allen really got a, a groove going on. Why uh, not? I, 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 I see the market is corrected
2: for some of these. Daguerra for oh. Green Bay is only 18 to 1 first touchdown. I feel like it should yeah. be like dangerous <laughs> for a guy I that agree. catches two balls a game.
1: Uh, all right, Good so
2: I, I like it. Everyone's having some fun on these. Um, what am I going to do? I, I was going to do a same game parlay that paid 3 to 1, but... Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook will not release a line for A.J. Dillon over rushing yards right now, so that's a bit problematic for me to go into it, because I I see at other spots it's 42 and a half. I like the over on that number. I'm going to stick with you, Rob. Uh, you're going, I'm not going to get as, as crazy as you with these big payouts, but I'm just going to take Ryan Tannehill over 14 and rushing yards. Four out of the first there five weeks of the season when they had all three <laughs> of their main studs healthy. Brown, Julio, and Henry. He went over that number not even close. Four out of five times. So I think 14 and is a really good number for Ryan Tannehill. I'll try to keep the record intact. I'll try to pull us along in case he doesn't end up scoring a touchdown. He gets tackled at like the half yard line or something like that. I do think that the 14 and comes through. So Ryan Tannehill over 14 and a half rushing yards will be my bronze selection of the week i like this though i mean it's not going to reflect in the record if you hit Tannehill first touchdown but it would make your bronze picks very winning rob for the year and you're the only one with an over 500 bronze picks record you're nine and ten cam and i are both nine and ten this year
4: so net for next year basically i'll take whatever my bronze pick is supposed to for be gold. and elevate that to gold yeah. so we, we got a process for next year but yeah listen i mean yeah, i think this is a great weekend to have fun obviously bet responsibly don't you don't want to become a problem gamer or anything but there's lots of options for us to bet this week and uh, i've never okay. been a guy that's about the betting record i just care if you're bringing the cheddar home and if you can hit a three to one or a 15 to one with a small bet you're laughing so um, I, I think yeah. i think those are very valuable bets well, there's, and tell you betters out there, there's no
3: need. I'm going to tell you from a guy that experienced a guy with ninja stars in his room, thought he was going to tie me up and like, kill me. And like, honestly, it was like a bad movie. Cause a guy that I lived with, we hit a 14 game NBA parlay. He had $7,000. He left town. Uh, I got stuck with his gambling debt. I hooked up the guy. He goes, it's your problem. It's your friend. Uh, we met up to pay. He was actually nice to me. He didn't do those things. But when I opened up the drawer and saw the money and I saw the weaponry there, I go, I got big problems right here. I had to I had to deal with this guy's debt, who I never met again in my life. See, moral of the story, kids, don't play on credit. Like, they're, they're sports books now. Put in your Agreed. money, get it licked up to your bank account. I've been in situations where I thought I was actually could be very, very hurt. Uh, The thing is, there's also a misconception. Nobody wants to kill you. If you're dead, you can't get money that you owe the person, but there's no need for a bookie nowadays. There's just none. You can go do it yourself and uh, yeah, get get some accounts going and uh, have fun with it. Anyway. I'm just going to give you a life lesson. I've been in big trouble before. I've been in situations where uh, it got kind of scary. So don't let that happen to you when you first get into
4: gambling. I'm very interested in this and, and understanding this. So you opened up a drawer full of money and there were also ninja stars in the drawer? No, there's,
3: yeah. Well, the guy was like a martial arts. I said, yeah, No, it was just a drawer. Like, and nun the guy had loose as well. Yes, yeah, so he had loose money. It was the weird, like Rob, I went to this guy's apartment. It was like by the Greenwood OTB, like that sketchy area, to, whatever. Mm-hmm. He yeah, was I the know. bookie that I was dealing with, okay? So I open up, there's like, just what like hundreds and fifties. There's a ninja star, there's knives, and I'm thinking they're going, Wow, I owe this guy money, and I hit the money, but the guy that I lived with did not pay the man. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, so you
4: got stuck with the debt. You yes, got stuck with yes, it Yes, but he understood. And, and you were scared this guy might take yes, out the, the nunchucks. Yes, but, and, but, he,
3: but he understood the story. he's just like, listen, Cam, like you know what I mean? You're a good guy. You're not some kind of snake, but you get scared plan. in those situations payment plan (laughs) meet the man payment plan kids don't get on a payment plan and i'll tell you i've seen every pazola knows we've been in any type of situation knowing a lot of people in the industry just keep it nice keep it clean get an account
4: have some fun there you go. only wager with money that you have i've learned the hard way oh yeah i remember i like everybody talks themselves into uh you know what how can i possibly lose this game again oh you, you, you can
3: Oh, you and can. The worst you is can. when you lose like a twenty thousand dollar bet on like a missed extra point or something. These things happen; they happen.
2: It's it's almost exactly like my my friend who enjoys to go and play blackjack with his blackjack strategy of well, if I lose the first hand, I'll just double my bet the second hand. There's no way I could lose. That's eight. actually. The, there, there's that no way. Is, there's the no way I could lose is. eight hands in a row and have no money
3: left. Pat, <laughs> it's actually. That's unbelievable. Actually, the way to do it properly, since we're doing a gambling show, I'll give you a blackjack tip. You start with an increment, you win, you leave a little bit out, more, a little bit out, more, a little bit out, more, a little. They, that's, it's kind of like a bankroll. You, you you don't you don't lose and then put more money out. Nope. That's the opposite of what you should do. Martin, I mean, Martin
4: Galing for blackjack is one of the dumbest things ever because when you're losing, it usually means that the, the card ca- like is, the deck against is you. in the dealer's favor. Yeah. It's against yes. you. So now you're putting out even more money when the deck is working against you you leave it out
3: when you're winning it's a very simple concept you win you leave more chips out you don't go oh i'm feeling at this hand yeah it might work once in a while but over the long haul you'll get
2: yeah oh, you uh, I'm, get put, I'm putting all my money I'm in, in play. play i'm really i'm really feeling blackjack on this one
3: let's go <laughs> yeah, i'm feeling blackjack all
2: right that will do it on the pad uh, mayo experience cam Tell everyone where they can find you over. Oh, it's at sportsgrid.com. But how often? Because yeah. it feels like it's 24 hours a day with you.
3: Yeah, no, I, I do updates from 4 to 6 uh, on Scotty Farrell's show. Gabe, Morenci and myself, you guys might remember us from the old score days. We're on from 6 to 9. It's called uh, Game Time Decisions and In-Game Live. We make some bets and then follow them in-game as well. This weekend, I will be doing, so go to Sports Grid, check it out. I'm on the Rams game uh, t- this week. Gabe always gets the Bills game, so he's doing the night game. So 3 to 6.30 with my Irish friend, uh, Kevin Walsh from Brooklyn. Good kid, big wrestling fan. We'll have a lot of fun, and we do a lot of in-game betting during the game, and Hopefully the Rams uh, bucks game is a good one. Go Rams. Mr.
2: Pizzola, bet stamp. Are you doing your Twitter spaces this week? Maybe a periscope that I don't know about.
4: I don't, it's not decided yet. I do like to do Twitter space during the live game and just get some listener questions and bring in some guests not decided yet for this week, but I will post to my uh, Twitter account at Rob Pizzola if I am doing that. But regardless um, this is about bet stamp, download Betstamp. I mean, we're growing pretty rapidly right now, which is great, but it is a great betting utility. The bet link feature that we have now where you can just place bets at your sportsbook, We automatically import them into the app and run some analysis on them has been very useful. And uh, sooner or later, we're going to get cam on there as well. It's just a, all you need is a username and a password. And you're in for bets. First, camp, first, free things, to first, use.
3: Pazola, Like I got into Pat's fantasy golf league, and I'm successful. I found a way to do it.
4: So one, baby steps at a time, baby, baby, baby steps. steps. All right. Just yeah. think of a good password, Cam. Make sure you got some numbers and some, you know, alphanumeric <laughs> characters, some symbols. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, letter. Each must have a capital letter, a yeah. number, and a, right. an exclamation point. Yeah,
3: yeah, I get it. Thanks. How and many? By the bridges, way, Cam, how many cards? We, do, yep.
4: we do not have a recaptcha on the site, so you're not going to have to click where the stop signs are. Or the motorcycles, or the train. Don't you find that anything? annoying?
3: Like, why do you even do that? I am not a robot. Like, what's the deal?
4: Like, just it's to, it's let to me, prove let me, that I, you're it's to prove that you're not a robot is exactly oh, why. They oh, okay. They want you to click that you're not, and then prove it.
2: <laughs> Three things I'm going to leave you guys with to
4: think about for <laughs> yes, next Pat. week. One,
2: yeah, for mm-hmm. Super Bowl week, I thought that maybe the move is getting you to. Jeff and Cust and me all on the line at the same time. And just blow it out.
3: I'll be in Los Angeles, so I'll just call you guys in because yeah. we're going to media row. Bl- so, blow, it, yeah. blow
2: it out for Super Bowl week if you guys are down with that. Two, someone proposed to me what I actually think is the first good idea a viewer has ever suggested that because you know, Cuss Corner is based on people's bad takes, that you just get people to submit what they objectively think is their worst take. And we just called the show The Worst Take and break it down. Like someone like said, that. someone said Uber, but the guy's example was it's Uber. But instead of having the guy drive you, you drive the guy's car. <laughs> and, I don't then, like it. and then Cuss said, that's a good idea.
3: I kind of like it too. Actually.
2: That's horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> idea. I, I, it,
3: it is, but I think it would be fun. Anyway, I'm just, uh, we're, we're in a fun mood now. We're taking, uh, sometimes betting and all the, life's too serious. We just, we need to have some fun. We've been living in a pandemic for two and a half years. I'm just looking for uh, anything to get some laughs because it's uh, tough times out there,
2: Pat. And the third one is, you guys really got to rack your brains. I'll sh- shout this out to the viewers as well, is once yep. football season ends, I mean, we don't need to do a show weekly, but maybe a show monthly. Maybe come up with a concept for that.
4: I'm down. I I'm I'm like game for that yeah. Listen, yeah. I love talking betting. I, this uh, is fun. It's, we, well, we, we
3: or, get, or we could get a new sport in the rotation. Why don't we do like a curling show? Like, you know, three and a half rocks, five. And I well, mean, Gabe, talk about all the time. Like curling teasers. Like how many rocks do I get? Jesus. I think if
4: we're going to do content, <laughs> I think if we're going to do content, you want to do it to people, yeah. you know, you want to get it out to people where there's an audience, right? Not you know, <laughs> yes. like five people and then all that are senior citizens, right? Like curling numbers, numbers
3: are through the roof, buddy. Why do you think they? Uh,
0: you sure. Because it. it's a bunch oh, of 75 year old people old on people couch. Watch.
3: yes, yeah. yes.
0: The they're not on YouTube all show? day. These It's uh, not the same
3: demographic. You'd be surprised Pat's Pat's granny told me and she knows how to work her bank apps. They're, these seniors are a lot sharper than, than, except for my mom, who still writes checks. I'm telling you, like, they're they're quick. Maybe they're maybe we can Aren't figure they?
2: out something for the Olympics to talk. We can just randomly Actually, talk about the Olympics.
3: <laughs> there, now we're talking. No, we, we do Olympics pick show. Excellent idea, Pat. You're on the ball. So start restart, Start
2: running your model for biathlon, Rob, and we'll be good.
4: <laughs> I can tell you this: I will not spend a single second modeling the Olympics. Um, but I'm happy to talk about it. I am a big Olympics fan. I enjoy... just the, the entire thing well uh, <laughs> olympics betting from what uh, i can exactly. tell just really
2: boils down <laughs> to people's preconceived stereotypes they have about certain countries like oh yeah of course Pretty this nice. guy is good he plays this
4: sport and he's from this country <laughs> of course the dutch are gonna win the speed skating like they always win the speed
3: skating. no but right? the, the, the it, 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 norwegians always win the one with the the, the, the gun and, <laughs> and right this and, is preconceived cross country by they crush in it and but yeah. you would be surprised an up-and-coming country in field hockey India. Don't sleep (laughs) on them. They're good.
2: Isn't that in the Summer Olympics?
3: Yeah, it is. But anyway, I thought we were just talking, doing like an Olympic, like what countries? Oh no, we'll do Winter Olympics. Yeah, yeah it's of course. okay. It's coming I'll, up. I'll remember yeah.
4: that for two and a half years from now.
3: Yeah, you. yeah. When you're getting India at like plus four and a half, and you're like scoffing at, it and they out outright, don't tell me. Tell them Cam sent you. I, I'm exactly.
2: not. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I would scoff at a field hockey line involving India, not knowing what the like, is four and a half a good number?
3: Like what were the regulars? I don't even know. What's the no? These player? guys used to get. They got no respect. Like the Netherlands are are like the best at it. But like they're. The, I'm telling you, this country in the Summer Olympics, they're they're trending upwards big time if you're looking for futures watch out that country i don't know what happened but they're on fire in the olympics summer olympics all right. not winter
2: all right I- india it's- over medal count in the 2024, <laughs> 2024 summer olympics you heard it here it's- folks yes. first people futures. here it is all right that'll do it on the pat mayo experience <laughs> smash like sub to the channel rate and review the podcast and thank you to all of our viewers on game plus i'll see you next
4: time pat mayo Experience. India's fifth in the cricket world ranking. I told, No, no. They're, they're, they're no, not even they're f- a dark horse. You're not giving me a dark horse. They're no. No, field hockey field, hockey.
3: field yeah. hockey? Field yeah, hockey. that's what I'm saying. They used to be ranked third. Bro, I'm on top of this shit. Me and Gabe Betta, the show, they were like 30th. Like, they're the hottest country in like four or five sports. They're like, I don't know what it is. Like, their government's giving them like extra money and extra incentives. But they're like, yeah, they're like fifth in the world in field hockey now. We got them I as am-
4: dogs all the time. Yeah, I know, but they, what I'm saying jumped. is like, I want, I want you to find me a dog. Like, I don't I want to bet the 50th oh, best Oh, like team. what, like, the Luxembourg dart team? I don't know. Yeah, give me like know, Japan, I, I, 15th I, best. I, you know, Japan, maybe uh, uh, Malaysia. I, 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 <laughs>